Welcome everybody, welcome everybody who's listening, who's tuning in and <laughs> who's ready for some new juice. Uh, I'm Ava and I'm your host and before we start this show I want to let you know there are several ways to give back. Before we receive we also make a commitment to give back either way you give back to yourself or you give back to the community or you give back to me now by giving back to yourself is basically applying what resonates with you what is your truth together with what is shared and working on yourself just evolving right evolving second giving back to the community if you already are aware of this truth within you and you find truths within what is shared then continue sharing it you can share by subscribing and then sharing on the social media platforms all of the links is below as well as on my webpage where you can share my webpage information or just simply share what parts of the these episodes work with you and how they work with you on a personal level that way people can understand it more thoroughly and more deeply and we can continue on spreading the ripple effects the waves on the water and let the sunshine hit where the shadows is hiding now to the third part by giving back to me uh you can do this by easily subscribing like i said through my web page but also of course sharing like i told you and then most importantly if you wish to donate you can donate because i do this on a freely basis purely because i love it but i also do want to make sure that i can stabilize an income and so if you want to contribute to that which makes me grow which makes you grow which makes everybody grow then you can do that through the donate button or the donate link and you'll find that too in the description box and you easily donate any amount to my PayPal account so thank you for doing that as well now let's get on to the show let's get on to the juice let's get on to what is cooking enjoy this episode bless Hello beautiful souls, I hope you can hear me, I'm in the flow, I'm in my kitchen, as you know, this is where I'm cooking, 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 so I have a bunch of dishes that I haven't done, and, whoa, I thought I was like, you know, I thought, I thought everything was good, everything was cool, which it was, um, then I realized, you know, I realized that, Sometimes, you know, when we feel things, feelings aren't always only, you know, the soul's whispers to the heart or whatever. Like, I knew this before, but this time it, like, actually manifested. Because it's like, feelings is also, and I spoke to a dear friend about this, actually. Feelings is, is deeply connected with the hormonal system, the endocrine system, which is uh, affecting and affected by the neurological um, system or the frequencies uh, within our being. So feelings is, can be like deep, re deeply programmed reactions to stuff, to whatever, you know, whatever is going on, you know. 
So feelings aren't actually that accurate as we think they are. However, feelings, as probably a lot of you know, are the gateway to the truth. They aren't the truth. They are not the truth. You know, just because you feel something doesn't make it true. However, the feelings can feel very real. And when they feel, you know, you got to feel them. You got to feel them. Why am I talking about all these feelings? Well, because I have a Gemini moon. And what planet is entering and has entered Gemini now but Venus? Hello, Venus. Hello. What do you want to do with me, Venus? Well, I want to let you know how you truly feel about stuff. <laughs> There's no backing away now. <sighs> okay, and... Feelings aren't... Feelings aren't... What, what, what do we say? Logical, right? They, are, they, 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 they don't make sense. They just don't make sense. You know, when we say we follow what feels right, that's a very dangerous thing to do. Of course, we have to notify and notice with ourselves. There's a difference between feelings and gnosis, which I've spoken about so much. And you can read all about it in my blog. And all of my articles speak about this gnosis, about this deep, tranquil state within where we just know what's going on and where we're able to discern what to do with it and so <clears throat> there's also therefore a difference between the spontane spontaneity that awakens and arises and calls out for action from a feeling which is a reactive state right we don't want to be in a reactive state well we can be but it's not really serving us and the let's say the organic, natural unfolding that happens, the occurrence that happens when we are in a state of allowance, when we are in a state of grace, which can also be, you know, it can also seem as spontaneous, but it never rarely is. Um, what am I trying to make sense of here? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Well, Sometimes a feeling can ask us to do something and we have this really strong urge. It can be a really strong urge. Like as if something is calling out, just saying, do it, do it. But then there's something inside of you saying that is not time yet. That is not the right moment. And you know, there's also, there can also be the second guessing, saying, like, I don't know if I should do it. I, I feel like I want to do it, but I don't know if I should do it. Like, I want to do it, but I'm not sure if I should do it. And all of this goes back to also, of course, if you haven't listened to already, my podcasts called uh, The Deeper Layers of You. And I think I had another one. Um, 
Well, I, I, I'm sure. I just don't know which one was. <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Oh, yeah. So. So, I was feeling, my body was feeling certain things. What I was feeling is not important, but I was just, I could say that I was, I was feeling like this really heavy energy and still contradictory to it, inside of me, I was extremely peaceful and at peace and calm and joyful and I have been for a while now actually. Um, I wouldn't say that they clashed because one was true and the other wasn't. Therefore, it didn't clash. It all makes sense. So I listen and attune to my body because the, in this society we speak so much about listening to our body, listening to our feelings, doing what we feel right, doing what what feels right in the moment. You know, just uh, doing whatever happens. You know, without any thought or consideration about the future. Which I just uh, I, I want to disagree. I want to disagree because I live that life and it just is not. I mean, it's not right for me, but I've seen the effects of it, and if you live without any, uh, any, uh, you know, consideration of the people that you are connected to, you're not really connected to you either, because you are not just you, you're not just you, I'm not saying you're responsible for other people's reactions, you're not, like, we're, we are not, um, I'm not saying that it's our, it's our fault that things happen a certain way, I'm just saying that, if we are all connected, which we are now, waking up to the fact that we are for real, then, you know, <laughs> we gotta see too that nothing uh, can be owned. However, we can all stand accountable for the effects of, of uh, what we create. And, you know, it's a lot of talk about being aware in the situations that, that we are, um, you know, in that we are in <laughs> and not just specifically you know what's going on with the world today but like all over with the trajectory of life that we have to be considerate and aware of our thoughts and emotions and all of that yeah so what does it mean to be aware it means simply that you are aware like you're you're, you're able to pick up on it you're able to notice it without necessarily having a reactive state to it you can look at it, so to say. You're not really looking with your with the physical eyes. You're, you're, you're gazing inwards. You're having the inward gaze. And when you're doing that, that allows you to, to see things. Now, when we see things, we tend to want to do something about it, right? So we tend to want to go in and maybe criticize or change things or even, you know... You know, believe that uh, it would be better if we started to dig deeper into the matter and find out more. In fact, you know, when it comes to feelings, specifically feelings or sensations within the body mind, digging, digging actively deeper is not always the best thing because you're kind of committing violence against yourself. It's almost like you're having a wound and then you want to like open that wound deeper and find out like where it comes from. When we can actually, by the state of witnessing, 
by the state of gazing inwards, by the state and grace of allowance, simply find out by ourselves without having to, you know, utilize scalpel and uh, knife, etc., to to dissect ourselves or our situation, without having to blame ourselves or judge ourselves, because in the end of the day and in the end of our, our stories. We are all our own judges. We are all our own judges and we are the ones that fail to see the perfection that lies within our being and within our constructions. And even the faulty, uh, mistakeable um, flaws, let's say, they are good as they are. They're good as they are because they tell a story. Just like all scars do, right? All scars, all wounds, they tell a story. And if we know how to read these stories, if we know how to truly gaze inwards, and we really don't have to dissect, we can come to find out by ourselves, by the allowance of grace. Now, I'm not saying we should not analyze. I'm not saying we should step away from the analytic part of our brain. Because that brain can be very, very useful. But that brain is useful to a certain degree. That that brain, <laughs> that brain, that part of the brain is useful to a certain degree when we want to know how it connects. When we want to find out the root of all matters. When we need insight. Because insight is the same thing, right? It's inward gazing. And insight usually reveals itself intuitively. When you get an insight, you get an aha moment. No matter how big or small it is, you get an aha moment. For example, like I was speaking about, I was feeling very dense. I was feeling very dense, and I was like trying. Let me know. Like I, I was, I was witnessing myself trying to find, or not even myself, but I was witnessing my mind trying to find out reasons for why I felt this way. And this, you know, this is a like a huge pattern within me. Like I have a lot of. <laughs> We've done a lot of shadow work and have more to do when it comes to when it comes to the why and the why and the why and the why. That's why <laughs> that's why I have so many stories to tell because I've done so much, so so many escapades down into my own rabbit holes. <laughs> um, but I was witnessing myself or my brain trying to figure out like the root cause of of why I was feeling this way. And, you know, mind you, I usually, I tend to, and I have done a lot, like before I've been panicking a lot of, about why I've been feeling so heavy and dense before, because I have these moments, you know, when I go through, you know, all sorts of transmutation and transfiguration, and my, my body and my vessel, it just rearranges, and it takes a lot of energy, and there's nothing weird about it, still, you know, the brain wants to, or the mind wants to find out why, and wants to pinpoint and blame and point finger. That's a natural, no, it's not a natural state. That's that's a common state because we've been trained that that is the correct way to go about it when it's in fact not, it's not, it's never, it's never correct to try to blame or, mm, you know, point finger, uh, especially not to ourselves, but not to anyone else either. You know, no one is to blame, but we have to be responsible. So being responsible in this uh, case is me not, um, not really indulging in uh, my, not really indulging in, in my 
extreme questioning and wanted to find out, but still allowing that to be. So it's almost like you have different processes happening at the same time. It's almost like I am, I am the I am, right? I am the I am. I am witnessing the witness, and then I am also witnessing what's going on in the mind without identifying with it, and allowing or thinking that I'm allowing or being in a peace state of being where I can allow these. Um, well, mental loops to transpire and to allow them to like live their life fully because you know even if I try to pull up the weeds by its root still there might be some seeds left and it might continue on if I just watch it unfold it will have its way and it won't affect me really it won't affect me because I am timeless I am beyond all of that right so as long as I don't allow it to consume my mind I'm fine so this is kind of like what I'm getting better at and I was getting better at it and I am getting better at it. And so while I was witnessing all these things playing out uh, for a couple of days now, I suddenly realized, I was like, wait, there's no reason for why I'm feeling this way connected to, you know, my spiritual journey. Like, it doesn't have to be so freaking deep. doesn't have to be so freaking complicated. doesn't have to be so intricate when it comes to our feelings. It can also be very simple. Feelings can be very simple. When we allow them to be, they tell us a story. And usually, story is not that complicated. It gets complicated when we deny them over and over and over. We want to make sense out of them, but we can't. Then it gets complicated because we contradict ourselves and we fight ourselves and we kind of also, you know, disgrace ourselves like I've been talking about before. Well, not kind of, we actually do that. Um, when I'm saying we, I'm also talking about myself. I've done that. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. But this time around, I didn't, thank God. Uh, so, what I found out after a few days, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I know. <laughs> the answer just revealed itself to me. It was a massive insight. I was like, I know. I know why I'm feeling dense. I know why I'm feeling tired. I know I'm having a stuffy nose and I know why I'm having headaches. And it's not the virus. It's not 5G. It's, it's not my glasses. And it's not me transmuting some kind of false relief. It's me having an allergic reaction. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I was like, oh! I was like, it's not that complicated. It's, it's not, it's actually very easy. My body, which I tend to forget, like I keep on forgetting that my body has allergic reactions. Like, oh, my body's having an allergic reaction. Like, oh, no, I, I've never had an allergic reaction. Yeah, yeah I have them each, each spring. <laughs> and sometimes in the fall, too, you know, in second round goes. And also sometimes to cats and to dust, and I've had that way. And I know the trauma, and I know the trauma it's connected to, and I know how to go back to it. I just have a belly, yes, just my lazy ass. You know, well, you know, maybe I'll do it now. <laughs> maybe that's the time. 
So my feelings weren't trying to tell me some kind of complicated story about my life today, about my mission here on earth, about my purpose as a human being, about how I feel about this and that, or if I was right or if I was wrong. It was just as simple as try to take an allergic, um, try to take an allergy pill and see what happens. And so I did that. And this was the guidance, and I did that, and, you know, lo and behold, <laughs> I feel a lot better. <laughs> I'm sleeping better, I'm having more energy, I'm having less uh, density in my body, and I'm definitely not feeling like I'm on the virus rollout, which I haven't been, you know, I just, well, that was a part of my mind going bananas. Um, so, what am I trying to make of this? Well, this is an, this is, this is a short sequence, a short story of how feelings are actually very simple and harmless. They actually are just easy stories like it's not even stories they're just like you know popping up out of the box to, to tell you something they're just telling you something and if we stop trying to figure out what they're trying to tell us or where the feeling originates from if we try to take a step back or if we actually do take a step back and allow which i've spoke about before so many times this is like one of the you know key points that i keep on returning to and I guess I'll have to until we all are in that state of allowance if we just allow just allow then everything can have, have its natural course and we don't have to be so much in control or in charge and there's actually mm, an article that I wrote saying how to let go uh, aka how to how to let God because mm, you know, when we do take a step back, it flows through us then with the divine essence that has all the answers and moves with such a grace and such a simplicity that we are sometimes baffled by the simplicity that we're sometimes unable to believe it or cope with the truth because it's so freaking simple, so uncomplicated, and still we want to make it more than it is. We want to make stories out of it. This is the human you know, what um, one of the human shadows, let's say. Because we are not used to listening to the truth, hearing the truth, believing the truth even. We're, we're not used to allowing the grace of God to flow through us. We have been programmed to do actually contra it's like what do you call it the, the opposite and and that's you know the luciferian beliefs or the devilish deeds we can um, you know, take responsibility for and not actively engage in anymore if we try to control things you know like in the tarot deck and i don't use the tarot anymore for, just for the symbolism, but, you know, just, here you go, here's a hint. In the tarot deck, and also, yeah, the whole entire, let me just say, the whole entire tarot, tarot deck needs to be, 
refigured out if we are even supposed to use it. Like I connect a lot more to just simple oracle cards, and I'm not speaking about angelic oracle cards or anything like that. I don't really dive with that either. Um, I I prefer actually nature speaking, or just patterns and you know art. But we all have our different ways, right? We all have our different preferences. And also, so that has to like be rearranged because that also is connected to to like that belief itself that us like when when we want to find out things in the tarot. We want to find out, you know, what's going to happen in the future. We want to find out what is transpiring for us, what has transpired for us in the past. We try to look for answers that is not ours to look for. They're not ours to look for. It's not our thing to do. That is when we're trying to go and, and control. We want to know the answers. What is the answer to the riddle? Tell me the answers. Open up Pandora's box. Tell me, tell me, tell me. No matter the price, I want to know. That's greed. That's greed right there. That's greed. And impatience. Huge impatience. And I'm not blaming anyone because trust me, like, I, 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 I've been there too and I've done that too and I do that still sometimes, you know. Uh, but, you know, creating awareness around us is one huge thing and one huge step of the way and that's how we can continue to co-create something more, you know, aligned. Simply, God like, speaks through signs and messages all over uh, nature, really. And when I speak about nature, I speak about the organic nature. Who, you know, when we go into like uh, the city, if we, if you, perhaps if you live in the city, I don't. But when I go into city, the closer I become, the closer I get to civilization, let's say, the closer, the more en engulfed I get in, in the matrix, the more synchronized things appear to be. Well, I used to believe that I was like, whoa, like I'm on top of things, things are very synchronized. I see one, 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 I see two, 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 I see three, 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 I see four, 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 I see five, 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 I see six, 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 I see seven, 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 I see eight, 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 nine, 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 whoa, I'm on top of the world. God is communicating to me through cars. Oh my God, I am so lucky. I must be such a good server of the Lord. You know, that was my belief. That was my belief for sure. And. <laughs> And yes, it is messages. It is signs. But listen, from who? Do you think God needs to communicate through car signs? No, it's you. It's you tapping into the matrix, communicating to yourself. God doesn't speak that way. God's language is natural. It's organic. It comes through insights inside of you. And if you can't connect to the insights inside of you, God will speak through nature. He will have storms. He will have, and I'm saying he as in the God Creator Source, Christus. Um, he will have storms, he will have floods, he will have you lying in your bed crying at night. He will have you laughing hard. He will have, he will have you do anything for you to be able to have these insights and to realize the truth behind the matter. But usually, God speaks in a more, more, much more subtle way. We don't have to check for this harmony or synchronicity to know like God's messages to know the root of our feelings to make sense of what we feel because if we are able to witness the witnessing if we're able to see 
really through seeing within, then there is no need to try to figure things out. Why I like oracle cards so much is because oracle cards brings us back to that remembrance. All oracle cards that I use brings us back into the state of remembrance. It empowers us as human beings to believe in ourselves and believe in our own inner capacity. It doesn't. It doesn't ask us to like take a stand outside ourselves and connect to this or this deity. It doesn't ask us to, um, you know, throw all of our <laughs> baby and bathwater out and just go running, you know, into the. Um, blind faith of whatever we have been presented with. No, these oracle cards, that, at least that I use, they allow us to go back into ourselves, into our core, and I only, and I only, only, only want to be affiliated with, and I only subscribe to the, that kind of teachings, all in all. But not only oracle cards, we speak about astrology. If we speak about astrology, Astrology also is misaligned, right? We have the Vedic astrology, we have the Chinese astrology, and then we have the um, Western astrology. Western astrology is according to the Gregorian calendar. The Gregorian calendar is also Luciferian. It's also stated up and constructed by man. It's not organic. It doesn't follow anything. It follows the moon. The moon is not organic. The moon is, in, in fact, something that has been placed here to uh, correct uh, according to the beliefs of the entities that put the moon there to correct the um, um, tides and floods and energies of human beings of water because what is water what is is it water is emotions why do you think so many people get like oh my god i feel so much as the full moon i feel so much oh i get the feels tonight i'm having my lunar cycle yeah you guys you know i used to have lunar cycles too now you know what i do now i menstruate i menstruate Nothing wrong with Luna Cycles, very beautiful word. Of course. Well, of course. That feels right to you, you gotta do it. You wanna pour it out in front of the moon, you gotta do it. That's just not my belief. Because then we give great you know reverence to the goddess in the sky, the moon. And the moon is no goddess. The moon is no goddess. She might be an entity, a living creature. But she's not organic. Nuh-uh. It's not organic. She's not human. Mm-mm. Wasn't put there by humans and didn't originate from Earth. So the moon, something that wants to control our emotional state of being, something that wants to manipulate how we act, <laughs> like at a core essence, because we are so controlled by our feelings without even knowing it, like we are very sens sensual beings. We are ruled by sensations. That's why logic goes so hard on in the society because it's trying to manipulate the feelings and create um, contradictions and confusions. And confusion is illusion. Let me tell you that. Confusion is illusion. Confusion is illusion. Don't listen to Confucius. <laughs> confusion is illusion. Now, again. Astrology has so much good stuff, right? The Western astrology has so much good stuff, but it is actually more aligned with the Vedic astrology because it doesn't work from the Gregorian calendar. It works accord in accordance to the ratios of the stars and the earth and the sun, which is all, you know, more, not all stars, but they're more aligned 
to the state of being, the natural state of being, the natural cycles and the evolutionary cycles than what the um, yeah then then what the what the moon is and yeah i know the Gregorian calendar it says to be you know according to the sun but it's not because the sun sun's rotation is different from the moon's rotation and it's just different ways of counting on things you know the different measurements it's different formulas different formulas and we want to be considerate about what formulas we use hold on let me just think about something here i'm trying to cook something up what am i cooking up potato you heard me anyway so what am i saying well i want to say about how easy it can be to read the messages of our own being to read the messages of our body of our mind how easy it can be to see the signs all around us without having to actively look for them. Because our mind wants to know where is the next step to go. The mind wants to hold on. It doesn't want to let go. The mind has been trained into these beliefs. And the beliefs are the restrictions the constructs that we create our reality from. When in fact, the organic reality is so much more simple. So much more simple. You know, we all speak about being and being in presence and being in grace. What is really being? What is really being? There's a lot of talk about being as in being only focusing on the here and now, and therefore not seeing what is transpiring around us. Basically, um, dismissing all of the things that's happening around us, which a lot of you guys probably know is also known as bypassing. Which can be easy for a while, you know, when we're not able to cope with things and we don't want to cope with things, sure, bypass the hell out of life if you want to. But being responsible, taking accountability, something else. Something else. Now, you guys, I gotta cook this food and I'll get back to you later and we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I want to thank you for listening through that um, <laughs> very raw recording, which takes me back to the time when I started doing transmissions and I then call it raw love, but it was A-R as in raw because that's a part of my name that I was given and I am connected to the Tra of Ra, which is the 
which is the bird tribe and it's the law of one and uh, yeah we're freedom fighters anyway <laughs> with that connection you know there's assertiveness there is focus there is a lot of force there's empowerment and facing the challenges of disempowerment there's that there's boundaries, there's healthy boundaries, all of that comes into play when we talk about control. And in this regard, I am talking about control that has a lot to do with the control that we try to assert even when there is or or especially when there is panic when we wake up and realize when our minds wake up and realize that we do not have control then we try to control even further we try to hold on even more we try to steer in the direction that we want to go we try to deny and deny deny and like i said earlier in this recording I speak about this a lot. If you haven't listened already, I speak about this a lot. So if you are somebody that wants to learn the measurements of mm, empowerment and inform yourself on how to let go and allow and then to step into the witnessing part where everything simply is. Then there is no needs, then there is no wants, and the desires are, you know, source-based. They are not, I mean, there's human desires, but they are not really um, controlling you uh, or the, that which you are. Because the truth is that you are so much more sovereign than that. And of course, it is important. Meanwhile, it is very important to honor our needs, to honor our choices, and to honor our commitments. This is a very human thing. It is very necessary. We still have to realize that what does that need um, imply to us? Because when we need something, when we need something, for example, we might need attention. And if we are aware of what the attention need comes from, where it originates from, then we know exactly how to heal it. Because the trauma holds the key to our deliverance. The trauma holds the key to our deliverance. And within the trauma, within that wound, while it's healing, we get to learn lessons that directs us into the direction that... <laughs> That directs us into the direction, directs us on our path into our purpose, into our highest service, our gifts. Because this is what you want to do ultimately. You want to give, you want to be at service. And then once you give of yourself endlessly without restriction and without losing control, <laughs> because you have no control, <laughs> you're still in power, <laughs> then... There is really no difference between giving and taking. There is no such thing. Everything just is endless. And the same with, with control. There is no control. You cannot control, but the mind wants to control. So how do we unbox this? Well, I wrote a little thing. I think I posted it on my Instagram. 
maybe I post it on Facebook as well. Uh, if you want to check out my Instagram, you can click the link below and you'll find it there. I actually have a new Instagram, so it'll be very cool if you check it out because there's a lot of new updates and I really like the, I like the flow of it. All right. <clears throat> so this is very much at hand like at the present moment, because there are so many people, perhaps not the light workers or quote unquote, <laughs> or the people that has been, you know, um, awakened already. Because there is many quote unquote light workers that are not awake. Let me just say that. <laughs> and I mean, I have called myself a light worker when I wasn't really awake. I was awakening, but you know, that's a process that, <laughs> that needs to be honored. So I am honoring myself and that I had no clue and I was ignorant and I was caught in you know webs of of delusion and uh, my wound was like super open and I didn't know how to heal it and this is where like I told you I found the keys to my purpose this is where I found my direction this is where I found how to you know give without needing anything in return and it's not about the energy exchange because the energy exchange it it happens just automatically it happens as it will you'll feel what is right and you'll feel what is wrong when it comes to you know giving service giving blessings giving because it is blessings when you're giving it is a gift therefore it is a blessing and to be able to give blessings, you have to be blessed. Once you are blessed, you are in bliss. And bliss means that you are the sovereign being, the one God creator. You're not the you're not you're not it, right? You're not, you're not God. You are a direct channel, a direct image of God. God doesn't look human. But God doesn't look like a flower either. God is nothing you can really see because it is the formless. It forms everywhere. It is the form, but it's also the formless. So God is infinite and we can never say that we are God in that regard. But we are still, we are God. Like, <laughs> we're not identified as I am a God, but we are God. Because we are equally as much that which is the formless. We are equally as much that creative force, that creational energy that moves through us. That just happens, that just is, that just is presence. That, that which cannot be removed, that which cannot be replaced, that which cannot be explained even though I'm trying right now. <laughs> no, I'm really not trying, but you know, you see the irony, you see the paradox, right? And the same with needing to know. When we need to know where we got to go, when we need to know what is the first step to take, when we need to know how to go about things, we lack, or we feel that we lack, we lack inner sustenance, which is, the connection to that source. And sometimes it's not that easy, you know? A lot of times it can be very difficult because if you haven't truly, you know, found your way back to yourself, 
then you will not know what way to go, of course. If you're not fully capable of diving deep into those wounds that needs to know, that needs to find out, that needs to control, if you haven't like dwelled in it for a while and and like you know wiped yourself with a humbling cloth (laughs) you'll I mean you'll have no clue you'll be completely ignorant like I was like we all have I mean we're children we're learning we're like toddlers some of us I mean some of us are just not like not even born yet the moment you start to awaken that's when you get born that's when you're birthing into reality. I mean, if you have watched The Matrix, of course, everyone has. Um, or if you haven't, you should, even though they're pretty dark. But, it, you know, it has a lot of reality in it. Um, if you haven't watched The Matrix, do it. Anyway, when Neo gets, you know, when he takes the red pill and he gets reborn and he wakes up to the reality as it is he comes into a shock of how things are and it takes a long time for him to truly accept the um, way that things is that and to truly accept his own powers to truly commit to that truth because it is such a shock on the system and I don't say that awakening has to be a shock, but it usually is some form of shock. It can be spontaneous shock or it can be like losing something that we thought was the thing that we needed the most or the thing that we wanted the most. I did. I, I lost a lot. And, but I gained so much more, right? I gained so much more. And I, I mean... That was in my first awakening. Like it takes moments. It takes times. I was still aware before I awakened. I was fully aware of how things were about. I've, I watched The Matrix way before I started to truly awaken to the fabric of life. I mean, you can be fully aware of what, what is going on without having, having, without having a contact of the context of the fabric of life. The fabric of life that is God, that cannot be seen, but is always present. That fabric, I mean, I always had it. I always had that connection and I was aware of it, but I wasn't embodied into it. You see? So my matrix was still playing out big time. But that did me so wrong and it was okay I mean I did myself wrong too but I had a hard time accepting the world like I was fully aware but I didn't want to awaken you see so I had to be shocked into awakening and that I did And then, you know, once you start to awaken, once you let go of all that you cherish the most, I let go of, you know, my husband. I let go of having my children, like, with me all the time. I let go of the apartment that I loved, the home that I cherished. I let go of my art, my expression of my own identity that I thought I had, the only one. I let go of 
my control of money, my control of connections, my control of everything. I let go of everything. And everything went haywire. <laughs> let me tell you that. Everything went haywire. And you're like, why are you telling me to let chaos rule? No, because chaos will not rule. Chaos has ruled once we resist the awakening. But once we allow, once we allow the movement to occur, the storm will have its way. But eventually you'll find out that you are not the storm and nothing that is in the storm is needing your attention. You can be aware of it, but the full embodiment of you is that tranquil presence that is within the state of quo, the zero point. And like I said, I was aware of this way before. I even tattooed it on my body. I said, I, I wrote tranquillité, which is a French word for tranquility. That is that state. To me, that was the connection to that being the eye of the storm, being that silence, that peace within the infinite movement, being the formless that is all around the fabric of life. So in this day and age, or like some people now say, d during the corona times, uh, as such, <laughs> I would say, I would have to say that, you know, a lot of people, like thousands and thousands, if they haven't already, will be shocked into awakening. They will have no choice because there is no choice anymore. There is no choice. I mean, there's never been a choice, but now, like, you know, there is no choice. It's pretty obvious there is no choice. You have nowhere to go. Either you can sit and deny what's happening, or you will wake up as a result of your denial, or you will just die as a result of your denial, and then you'll wake up to the truth anyway, you know? There is no choice. And if you don't deny, if you choose, at least you will feel like you were the one in charge. But that one that was in charge was the one, the God creator, the Almighty. So I want to read you this before I'm going to go and pick up my daughter. And then I will give you some uh, input later so you can listen to the other pods and read the other articles. You'll find out much more about this. Okay. <clears throat> Control. Needing to know. Needing to know how, what, when, why, and so on. At least get a hint or a reflection to busy the mind with. To distract and procrastinate with. For it is merely a distraction, the mirage of control, yet we sense it on so many levels and we attempt to own it as it flutters by. My dentist asked me when I had gotten some fresh air into my lungs and blood back into my head after feeling dizzy from the drilling that took place in the cavity of my jaw if I felt more in control now. <laughs> I noticed my reaction to the question, smiling to myself, asking, what does that even mean? To be in control? 
there is no such thing. However, one can be on top and attend focus. When we fear to lose control the most, this is when we need to aim our focus. Perhaps even shift it first and then aim. Being on top comes naturally once the sight is clearer. It is only a state of being, nothing else. For once we are on top, we are aware that the downfall, quote-unquote, was the only hint we got to keep on being on top. It's like that feeling in dream state when the body is almost asleep and we wake up as we are falling in the dream. For the fall reminded us that it wasn't real. The dream wasn't real. The fall reminded us that the dream wasn't real. So keep on attending your own precious dreams and know what is real is the attention, the focus, and the one that sees. Love endlessly, Ava. So I want to leave you there and I'll get back to you about... about being in control and letting go and how it feels like to take the first step because the first step is always the hardest it's always the hardest and like i said sometimes you really don't have a choice you really don't have a saying like god and universe will take the step for you and you will just fall and then you will disappear and then you will reappear again once you have letting go of yourself or that identity which you've kept on. Because even though we look around us and we see the society we live in as somewhat highly evolved, which it is not, let me just say, and we claim that all the stories are just stories, all the stories of how you know indigenous tribes used to live, these stories are, are just proof of how primitive humans used to be and how evolved we are. And to me, that saying, to me, that belief is just, whew, and, you know, I'm an anthropologist, so I know it's just um, a proof on its own how little we have evolved since the moment we thought that we were evolved, which is, you know, like I said, in the other pod, in the Age of Information, once it started, the Age of Information, uh, when, you know, we were the, started to see ourselves as scholars and tutors and lawmakers and, you know, jawbreakers, <laughs> and um, we started to see ourselves as free thinkers and artists and poets and liberators and, and all of that, once we started to embody that, those roles, we also saw ourselves as entrepreneurs and researchers and developers. And so we've maintained this focus for such a long time now that all we have as a society, as a collective, kept focus on is the false sense of evolution. Because a true sense of evolution is not in connection to how much money we can make or how high we can build towers. Come on, are we back in Babel or what? And yes, I did that reference before, but we need to fucking realize that. Excuse my language, God. 
excuse me, excuse me. And <laughs> uh, and it's like the same story playing up on the screen over and over again, and we keep on buying it because we we've been taught that that's the thing to do. When maybe like there will be a new like costume that will make the story look different as if we're watching the same romantic drama or the same war drama on the screen just different actors in different stages and and now you know we are we are forced to realize that either it's all a spoof we've been confused we've been delusional what was right is wrong. What is wrong, what would appear to be wrong, is right. What was what seemed up is down, and what seemed down is actually up. You know, everything has been inverted. We can realize that and realize how the indigenous tribes have so many keys to how we can nurture our society, how we can nurture our humanity how we can nurture that human within us, within ourselves, how we can nurture each other by connection to spirit, to God and all its presence all around us, to Gaia, to our mother. And I know many people think that this is new age fluff. And yes, there is a lot of new age fluff, I know. Just as much as there is a lot of, you know, Wall Street bullshit. There's a lot of everything. If we see beside that, if we stop judging ourselves and judging each other, if we stop categorizing each other, if we stop fighting against each other, we will come to see that unity is actually the core essence that we need to adapt right now to be in development towards a better future. Otherwise, you know, everything that we will know will go away anyway. The only thing is that this has played out before. You know, humanity has met its detriments before. We have been swept under the wave of destruction before. Like our egos went too fucking big and we lost ourselves. And we died. And we all died. We got extinct. It has all happened before. How can we change that? We can make an effort to evolve for real. To start to awaken to our own potential for real. And not... Be surprised by how much there is hiding underneath the covers of ourselves and of each other. But truly, we don't have time. We don't have time to sort out this and that. What we have time for now is to let go of control. That's the only thing that we have time for. To let go of control. This is the time to let go of control. This is the time to let go of all that you've known as real, all that you've known as true, and truly just dive into the oceans of yourself. And the only way you'll get out of it, you know, in, in a more developed and evolved state, is if you allow presence of God within you, your essence, nobody else's, not some entity waiting to spin you around, not some guru waiting to talk sense into you. Not some teacher trying to get all of your money to connect you to some kind of grid that they want you to amplify up. No, no. You do it yourself. That's the only way. You have to do it yourself.
You have to do it yourself because when you do it yourself, you'll find out that you are the one in charge. You are empowered. You are a sovereign being and you are endlessly connected to God and the divine in oh so many ways. And the first step is to shift perspective. The first step is to allow another vision to appear. The first step is to dream a bigger dream than you've already dreamed. To realize yourself in another degree that you've already realized before. But that is scary, you know. We have to be willing. We have to be willing to let go. And I will say it in all honesty. I don't think a lot of people will. I hope that more will. I know that there will be enough of people to do this. I know that there will be enough of people to do this to create a new reality. However, they who do not want to create a new reality will end up living a very, very difficult reality until they will go extinct. So I honestly hope, I honestly hope, I honestly will envision more than I've ever envisioned before that we all will cease to control the outcome and start to notice how spirit speaks to us in the most subtle ways where the guidance of our hearts our intuitive feelings not our emotional feelings not our mental feelings not our physical feelings but the deep sense of knowing within that sits in the seat of your soul, that knowing, that knowing knows exactly what to do. That knowing is exactly where it should be. And that knowing, that knowing is you. That's the true you. So you're already home. You are already at peace. You have already won. You are already embodied. You have already awakened. Now it's time for the rest of you to remember that. <sighs> okay, that was it. <laughs> now I'll go pick up my daughter. Okay, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will write the links below so you can check out on the other podcasts and transmissions. And if you do want a, an activation or a redirection of any kind that activates yourself into yourself, that illuminates yourself into yourself and that simply, you know, puts you in a more state of remembrance, then you are welcome to connect with me and I would be so honored to give you a intuitive reading or a one-on-one attunement so we can assist each other even further. If you want to know more about that, I'll write the links below too. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in and I love you a lot. <laughs> Kisses. Bye.